Hello and welcome into another episode of the Main Street Preps Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Venosi, and I'm glad to be back this week. I was out of town dealing with a family matter last week, so thanks for being patient. I know we didn't have a show, didn't have uh, a lot of the, the normal things that we have when I'm, when I'm at work. So we're back to full coverage of high school sports this week. And today's guest on the podcast is Brentwood Academy boys basketball coach Matt Hoppy. The Eagles are 14-0 so far in just his second season at the helm. We talked about his team's culture, how he got his current job at his alma mater, and how the Eagles hope to make a state tournament run this year after falling short last year. After that, I give an update on, from the TSSAA and Governor Lee on what the next several weeks of winter sports are going to look like in regard to fan attendance. Here we go. We are joined now by Brentwood Academy boys basketball coach Matt Hoppy. Coach, thanks for hopping on today to talk some hoops. Oh, I'm glad to. Glad to. I'm glad to talk with you about our team and our guys and our school. And you know, I think what you guys do is great for our area and great for our state, just in terms of talking to not just basketball people, but football guys in, in the football season and in the spring, um, spring sports. And so, I, I appreciate everything that you guys do um, for our area and for our, our student athletes. And I know it's been a very different and kind of disjointed basketball season, but your team is is playing just about as well as as anybody out there. Uh, they're off to a 14 and 0 start, 4 and 0 in the region. What's been the key to, to playing so well despite everything that's going on right now? For us, I really think it's our culture and just kind of the, the, the team that we've built, you know, through whatever we have to, to handle, whether it's COVID or whether it's games being changed or whether it's, you know, somebody being sick or hurt. Uh, you know, our, our culture, I tell our guys all the time, our, our culture will win out and just how much our guys love each other and, and encourage each other and love playing with each other and, and love playing for each other. And so... You know, we kind of started that last year, you know, when they decided to let me take uh, the reins after um, Coach Huey Smith uh, retired. You know, we just really focused in on our guys, our culture, and not just buying into our culture of our team, but also the culture of our school. Just kind of all the things that we ask our student-athletes to do. And they, last year and this year, just from day one, have always bought in. And so, um, I, I think for us, that's just the biggest difference, and just how our guys love each other, and how, you know, they nobody is too big or too small for anything that we do. And so um, they all just really encourage one another. Um, and they're about winning. They, they want to win. And so they, they gladly will step aside if somebody is having a good night and, and, and you know, defer to those guys. And so uh, it, it really is the true, true kind of embodiment of a team is, is what we have. So it's, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Yeah, that's something that stuck out to me when I saw you guys play at that CPA Next Level Tournament a couple weeks ago which, of course, you guys won by beating Innsworth. Talked to a lot of your players afterwards. They were telling me about the team chemistry, like you said, how they play for each other. And that team atmosphere really seems to be paying dividends on the court. I guess you kind of detailed a little bit how, how you started that culture, but how do you get kids to buy into that, into, especially in today's uh, world? I know it's a lot, a lot about me and a lot about the individual, but how do you kind of get kids to, uh, to be motivated to, to buy into that team atmosphere? Yeah, I think it is. I think our what we you know what our school is about, and and kind of a smaller microcosm of that is our team of our team is you know we're, we're about the, the, our school is about the team first, and about you know coming together as a group to be successful and to accomplish one goal and to accomplish things together as a, as a team. And so, yes, we've had phenomenal individual players in the past, but that's the one thing that they've always bought into as well is that you know our, our team. And the greater good of our of our team comes first, and so getting them to buy into that. Uh, I mean, sometimes it, it is hard. I think with this group, it, it's not necessarily that hard because these guys just they genuinely like each other. Like they, 
when they're when we were not in basketball, like even even in the summertime, lifting weights, or they would be working our our, our kids' camps in the summer. They would always be together doing stuff. They'd go eat together. They'd go hang out together. They're you know, like the guys that are playing football, our basketball guys are coming to support them at their games, and they, they just generally like being together. I mean, they're all friends, really good friends off the court, and you know that that's been fostered over a couple of years. I mean, we've got some a great mix of youth and and some experience and so our older guys have really just kind of brought our younger guys in and just really made them a part and really helped encourage them to be you know huge parts of our team and so just you know that we always just talk about you know doing things together and being 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 one unit and you know I, I think that's just again an extension of our school philosophy and what our administration what, what we try to get our kids to buy into here. And you mentioned taking over as the interim when, when Hubie Smith retired right before the season in October 2019. You eventually got the nod as the permanent head coach a few months later. And having played at Brentwood Academy, graduated from there at 19, in 1995, very familiar with the school and the program. What did it mean to you to, to get that head job? Well, it, meant, it meant everything. I mean, uh, you know, going to school here, I came uh, as a seventh grader just into this place. I'd grown up coming to games as a kid. Um, you know, I grew up right behind the school and, you know, in the community. Um, my, my parents, we, we went to church with Coach Flat, And so I, I always had a, a good understanding and a good, as a kid, a good knowledge of, of growing academy. So when it came, you know, time for me to be able to, to kind of, in essence, choose where I want to go to school, um, for me, I, I wanted to go somewhere and, and play football for Coach Flat and be a part of the basketball program here. And so uh, it was just kind of an easy thing for me as a kid. To, to kind of fold into. I had friends that were, that were going to school here also, and so we all came in together. Um, but then, you know, going through as a student and an athlete, just the things that I learned here have been invaluable to me. So I, I kind of knew early on when I was a student here that I wanted to, in some capacity, come back and work at Berlin Academy. And, you know, I, I knew early on that I, I wanted to coach basketball also. So for me, it was just kind of a goal that I, as a, as a young person, set out there um, to achieve and, and just – Found, found ways to better myself as, as a coach and as, and as just a student of basketball. And so when the time came, um, it, it, it just it, it was a, a real sense of not relief, but just something I'd accomplished. And, and then from there, it just kind of turned into, well, now, now that I've attained this goal, now I've got other goals that I want to attain um, with our team and, our, and with our coaches, the things that we want to help our program to do. And so, yeah, this school means a lot to me. I have, I have a son that goes to school here. He'll graduate this, this, this May. And so... Um, you know, this school has always been a big part of our lives and my family's lives. And so it's, it, it means a lot to us for me to be able to be, the, to be blessed with the opportunity to coach our, at, at this place. So, it's, yeah, it, it means a lot. And before things kind of came full circle and you, and you came back to Brentwood Academy, you had several coaching stops at various levels, including uh, in college and overseas. How did all those, those coaching experiences before you got this head coaching job, how did all of them kind of shape some of the things you wanted to do at Brentwood Academy? Well, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing is I, I've been I was exposed to a lot of just excellent excellent basketball coaches. I mean, guys that are high IQ basketball coaches that know a lot about the game, and they all have you know different styles. I got to learn under so many differing just defensive styles, offensive styles, and so I was just kind of along the way every, everywhere that I was able to be an assistant. Um, just kind of tried to immerse myself in what those coaches were trying to do and really understand from their point of view what they were doing and why they were doing it and then you know the flip side of that is that those guys were really really gracious to me and letting me have a lot of access letting letting me have a lot of responsibility that maybe some head coaches wouldn't allow other guys to have and so 
you know, through that, I think when you have that freedom to be able to to try new things and learn new things, you know, you're able to kind of figure out what, what, what you want to do and the kind of coach you want to be. And then, you know, to have, to have great, you know, coaches that are supporting you in that and, and supporting you trying to figure out the kind of coach you want to be and kind of mentoring you and guiding you. For me, that that's kind of how I've gotten to where I've gotten. I mean, I can give you a laundry list of guys that I've worked for that have just played a huge part in the kind of coach that I am. And not only just things we do on the floor, but also the things we do off the floor with our kids and trying to just kind of pour into them and mentor them and, um, you know, be there for them and try to help them to grow in a young men that, you know, God wants them to be. And so I think, you know, for us, I, again, I've had just so many great, great guys that have really helped shape um, who I've become as a coach. So you've had the chance to work with some some good coaches, but you've also had a, the chance to work with some great players too, one of them being Darius Garland. You, know, you got to coach him when you were an assistant in Brentwood Academy the last few years, or a few years ago, I should say. The Eagles won four state championships while he's there. He eventually goes on to be the first-round draft pick of the Cleveland Cavaliers in, in 2019. How neat is that to have an example to kind of point to of a player and, and some teams uh, that were championship caliber to, to your current players to kind of show them, I guess, what it takes to get to that kind of level? Well, I mean, for, for me, it's 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 really neat because I got to coach him when he was in middle school. Um, I was the Rowan Academy middle school coach um, when he and Gavin Schoenwald and Cameron Johnson and Tate Pearson and Garrett City's this laundry. We had this laundry list of college basketball and, and now pro basketball player um, that were on our teams. And so I got I got to watch Darius as a seventh grader come in and just kind of watch from like, get an up close and personal seat to watch him develop into this NBA superstar and just all of the all of the things that, that he did that nobody saw. Like, he, he is a countless, he, he has worked countless hours and a tireless worker on his craft. And, you know, he made a lot of sacrifice to to be able to be where he is and just put in an unbelievable amount of work that I don't think a lot of people understand. And But the other side of that is, as, as great as a worker he as he is, he's an even better person. And he's he always is, you know, checking in on us and checking in on, like, when we, when we win games, he'll send me a text, hey, great job. Didn't, didn't get a chance to watch it, but, you know, was kind of following on Twitter. And so he he's definitely still involved here. I mean, he, he knows a lot of our guys. He, he comes back in the summertime and works out at school. And, you know, he'll, he'll get shots up with some of our players. And, you know, sometimes they'll play some pickup with him. And so he has just been an invaluable resource to our guys just to see, hey, here's a guy that played at our school that is like me, and he has made himself into one of the, one of the great players um, in the NBA. And so – you know, and it was it was also really helpful for his dad to be around too. I mean, Winston was a nine year NBA NBA vet, and just to be for our guys to be able to hear him and listen to the wisdom that he has, and you know, Winston still comes around for us, and and really he knows our guys, and encourages them, and um, I keep trying to get him back on our staff, and um, hopefully in, uh, next year we we might make that happen. But just the whole Garland family, there, even his mother, they're they're just a great resource and a great just encouragement to us as, as a program. And looking at this year's team, you have another emerging star in Trent McNair, the son of legendary Titans quarterback Steve McNair. He's averaging about 20 points per game this season. And I understand he's shown quite a bit of improvement over last year when he was a sophomore. How has Trent uh, been able to take his game to kind of the next level this year? Uh, well, I mean, he's, he's, of course, grown a little bit. He's grown about two inches. As a sophomore last year, you know, I think he only scored around nine points a game. And I think, uh, I think this summer and even like through, through the COVID you know, kind of quarantine stuff. He and I had a couple conversations just about the kind of player that he was for us last year and just kind of the the role that, that kind of we saw for him this year and that role of kind of being a leader, being, you know, he went from being an underclassman to an upperclassman. And, you know, he, he just really embraced that. And, you know, we talked about, 
just him in the off season and, and even through the COVID period, just the stuff that he could do individually to improve. And, and he did that. He he completely bought into everything in terms of skill development and really physical development. Um, you know, he worked really hard on his body in the off season with our strength coach, Scotty Real, and Scotty has not only with Trent, but just with all of our guys have done just a phenomenal job. I mean, he's a pro, he, he trains pro athletes and he's we're forced that he's on our on our staff. And so, you know, he's really worked with Trent and our other guys and they um, again have just bought into the continuing the success that we had through, you know, Darius Garland, Jeremiah Jeremiah Oakswall and Cam Johnson and all those guys the just they see the guys have, that have gone before them, and they, they want to continue that. And so I think they're, um, you know, Trent especially, they're, they're just they're, he's hungry to kind of prove himself. He, he you know he wants to be mentioned in, the, in that in that you know breath of those great former players that we've had. And so he's he's a worker, and I, I can't say enough good things about him. Just the way that he works, the way that he leads. You know, mentally he's he's improved his just approach to the game and how he prepares, and even in game you know, kind of adjustments things that you know he and I can talk about sometimes in the game that he sees that maybe help us and, and we try to you know do those things to help our guys be successful and so he's kind of turned into one of those guys that you like to have on the floor as a leader just he sees things and he you know we have a good dialogue between he and I while the game's going on and so it's just he's just kind of turned himself into that well I think one of the, one of the best players in our area and it's all because of just the hard work and just the maturation process that he's kind of gone through and so it's it's really it's really fun to watch. And outside of Trent, you've got a fairly balanced scoring attack, several contributors. Uh, who are some of the other guys that have stuck out to you so far this season? Uh, our, our point guard, um, he's a freshman. His name's Tyler Tanner. Um, he played a little bit last year as an eighth grader, and we just we kind of saw something in him um, when he was young as a seventh grader that you know he was going to be you know again another special special player in a long line of kids that we've had here. And so he's even since October November when we started playing games. Um, he's even improved and matured exponentially. And, you know, I think he's the best, if not one of the best point guards around here, even as a freshman. Um, he just, he has such a high basketball IQ and, and a great feel for the game. And he, he does everything. He can pass, he can shoot. I mean, he's averaging almost five rebounds a game as a point guard. And, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he just uses his body so well in, in so many defensive and offensive situations. Um, so he's, he's one that, of course, we're really excited about and that he – is just playing really well right now. Um, we've got a scene. We've got Caleb Brooks. He's a senior. He's another wing player like Trent. Um, those guys, those two, Trent and Caleb, complement each other really well. I mean, Caleb last year was kind of our our go-to guy um, in terms of when we needed a bucket, we would kind of run some stuff for him. But now with Trent, we've got we've got two guys that we can run stuff for. And um, you know, Caleb is just super super athletic. Um, he can he can score on all three levels. Um, he has become a student of the game. He, he's really improved his basketball IQ, and and just and the way how hard he's playing. And so, um, what, what I like about those three guys that I just mentioned um, is that they all they don't they don't get flustered. They they just they keep playing hard. Um, they, they don't let the ebbs and flows of the game get them too high or too low. They just stay pretty steady and they and they and they keep playing and. You know, we, we, again, have a great mix of, of youth and a great mix of leadership. I mean, we have uh, another kid, DJ Center. He's averaging almost a double-double a game right now. Uh, just a tremendous rebounder, tremendous athlete. He can bring the ball to the floor as kind of a kind of a point forward. And, you know, we, we, we have so many guys that can do a lot of things. Uh, we're pretty diverse in the way we play, not only offensively but defensively. And so, 
we're just again really we have just so many guys that can play and that love to play and and they love to compete with each other so our, our practices are, are really fun that, that I think that kind of plays into it also with how we prepare and how they compete against each other every day and um, it's a it's, it gets pretty heated and pretty competitive in our practices which only makes us better um, during the games and last year's team came up just a little bit short in the state quarterfinals with a loss to Baylor and it seems like all signs point to this year's team being a state tournament caliber squad or at least a team that has the capability of getting there. What are you guys going to do to try to make sure this group can maximize its potential when late February and early March roll around? Uh, I mean, we've, we've been talking um, since day one just about finishing and about, you know, when we get into games, just closing teams out. And, and then an extension of that is, is the season, you know, finishing strong, finishing, um, you know, in a way that, that we can get to that ultimate goal of being in and winning the state championship. And so our, our guys, Kind of got a little taste of that last year. You know, we finished our season with, you know, two losses in a row. We lost to NBA in overtime for the region championship and then, you know, came up a little short against against Baylor. And, um, you know, which I think last year was great because no one expected us to be in that position at all. I mean, we, again, had lost um, Hubie. We had lost a couple of good players. And so no one really expected anything from us. And then, you know, I, we came in and we, we just tried to – changed the culture a little bit, like I mentioned earlier, and just got our guys on the same page working together. And they, you know, really bought into the the things we were trying to get to do, especially our, we had four great seniors last year that really, really led us and really, really showed our younger guys like that we're playing, that are playing now, like Trent and DJ and Tyler Tanner and other guys that are younger, showed them how to practice, showed them how to prepare, showed them how to compete. And that has kind of carried over to this year. And so we've, Again, just from day one, even even back when we were started working out in the summertime, just we had that goal of we've had that goal of, of winning our region, getting to the state tournament, and then winning the state championship. And so, those are lofty goals that we've set out there for ourselves, um, and, and we're working every day to try to um, try to attain those. Um, because again, our the culture and the tradition of our school, um, historically basketball wise, is, is, is pretty high. So we're again trying to sustain that and trying to get back to those that level that we were just a couple seasons ago. Seems like you guys are certainly on the right track there. So congratulations once again on the great start here. Best of luck down the stretch over the next month or so, and we appreciate your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that's been Brentwood Academy coach Matt Hoppy. We really thank him for joining the Main Street Preps podcast today. It was announced on Tuesday that fan attendance is going to continue to be limited at high school sporting events in Tennessee amid the COVID-19 pandemic. But there is some good news. A few more people are going to be allowed in the game starting Wednesday. Governor Bill Lee extended his executive order number 70. That was the one issued back in December that basically limited fans at all the high school games. There was no statewide policy on fan attendance until that time. Attendance was limited to game personnel, coaches, school administrators, media, scouts, first responders, and immediate family members of participating athletes. That definition has now been expanded to include teachers, school staff, and grandparents. All of those groups are now allowed to attend games as well, and this order runs through February 27th, which is the rest of the high school basketball regular season. It also encompasses the wrestling duels and individual championships. The duels are going to be held in Williamson County at several high schools because the Williamson County Ag Expo Center is not available And the same goes for the individual championships set for February 18th through 20th. Those have been moved down to the Chattanooga Convention Center. The bowling tournament is also taking place this week, but the TWSAA plan to not have fans at that tournament anyways. Uh, It's just too crowded, would be too crowded of an environment there at the Smyrna Bowling Center. So it's just bowlers and just coaches 
at the bowling championships. And it appears that the high school basketball season is probably going to finish limited fans. And I'd imagine that will continue as well for the postseason tournaments, but we'll just see. There could be some exceptions there. I know right now there's definitely some frustration out there from students and, and other people wanting to attend games. I know pep bands, cheerleaders, dance teams, and students who are not immediate family members of athletes right now cannot attend games while these restrictions are in place. Real bummer there, but there is good news. The COVID-19 numbers in Tennessee have improved since Governor Lee put these restrictions in place. Data from the CDC shows that Tennessee has averaged about 72 new daily cases of COVID-19 per 100,000 people over the last week. That's down from nearly 130 cases per 100,000 people when this order went into effect a month ago. So there's definitely some light at the end of the tunnel here. Hopefully we can start to get back to normal as the year goes on. Uh, But for right now, it's still masks and social distancing at all of these games. And uh, we hope everybody stays safe and healthy out there. That's going to do it for today's show. We appreciate you listening. And we'll see you back next week. In the meantime, be sure to check out MainStreetPreps.com for all the latest coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee.